dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well. And we had a game Monday that turned out really interesting. This game, this Astonishing Swordsman game, is turning out really interesting with these four guardians that we don't even... We're still trying to figure out what the heck's going on because we've got these four guardians who are guarding this huge armory and it ha- this eldritch monster is behind the whole thing and we're getting ready to, to defeat it. And I think we have one more session to go, so this is going to be the climactic battle between this giant entity, giant eldritch Lovecraftian entity and us in typical Howardon. And Smith fashion, of course. So we're going to have fun with that. Oh boy! But today, I wanted—I had—I just ran through a few ideas. I've just got a few ideas. Mostly, it's undead ideas. It's you know the macabre. I I love dealing with the undead. They're just so handy. Some of uh, the few of them here are a little obvious, but maybe with a little work, it would. They would. They would. You put your own spin on it, I'm saying. I put, I'm trying to put my own spin on it. Because some you've seen these, some of these you've seen before, but I just try to take it from a different angle, if you know what I mean. You know me. So we will get into those after this. Okay, undead ideas. What do we got first? Okay, uh, I always advocate a strong premise at the beginning if you have something already established, you know, if you're just a bunch of adventurers and you're just starting out the world, that's fine. But I like a strong premise where you can keep coming back to it. I mean, a, as I said before, formula is good, but very because you can vary the formula. That's the whole point of having a formula, so you can vary it, so you can do things with it. It's a springboard. I, I love springboards, and I always like to kind of like the one I came up with uh, where the parties. Members of a lunatic asylum, or they're all in prison, they break out, and so that's pretty much their motivation right there. But I've come up with other stuff before, and I came up today with a party of gravediggers. This is their profession, morticians and gravediggers. I don't know if they're traveling, or they can stay in one town and things lead them off, or whatever. This is a good premise to start with. I, I think of premises as like TV show premises. As much as I love movies and everything, and it's not, not saying you can't have a grand campaign with this, but there's always something to come back to at the end. So you have a party of grave diggers, and each one has their specialty, and they they do grave digging and stuff. You know, either in the town or if they're traveling, they they perform the service. But they have their specialists. They have grave diggers. They have people who bless. They have clerics who bless the the dead to keep them dead. Uh, you know, and even some more. Maybe you have like a a couple of thieves or an assassin who like to. You know, we perform the service, but on our off hours, we we also do this kind of stuff. So. You know, there's all kinds of... This comes from my character, Solomon Heaves, who was a professional mortician. He was a traveling mortician. And he would perform these services for towns and villages. And I thought, well, why not a whole party of them? 
you know, a whole party of people who just do the deal with, this is their job. They're morticians. This is what their job. So there's that. Also, I thought of a medicine, a traveling medicine show. Like I said, some of these are not original. I mean, you've probably seen the circuses, circus of crime, whatever. But a traveling medicine show, maybe they're touting some kind of miracle elixir. They always touting some kind of miracle elixir. And here's here's a premise here's a premise for him. Not a premise, but an idea for an adventure. This miracle elixir actually works, but not in the way they thought it did. In other words, they have this one guy there around, this professor, whatever doctor. And he's the one who came up with all this, and he's the one who runs the medicine show, the entertainers and things like that. And he comes up with this miracle elixir. Nobody knows how he made it because he won't tell anybody. Da, 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 da. And he sells it, and it doesn't work on anybody until they do, somebody does something, I don't know, something stupid or an accident where it gets poured on a grave, and it brings the dead back to life. That's what it does. It doesn't help the living, but it helps the dead. And so they have a problem on their hands. I mean, you know, you can do this. That that would be anything supernatural, the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. But the point is, they have to now go out and stop this. And it's it these... these this medicine has been sold far and wide, you know, and everybody, you know, the people, the medicine show, what did you make this out of? And he knows, but he, it's, and you can do a quest too. You know, I have, I have an antidote to keep the, you know, I could just stop them, but we have to get these, these, and these, we have to go here to get that. And so once again, there's a quest. So anything that'll give plot lines like that is really nice. Now here's another one I came up with, and this sounds familiar. If this sounds familiar, not from me, but I mean, just, you know, the circus or the circus of crime or circus or whatever. Performers, traveling performers, but all the performers are undead. Yeah, right. That's real original. Well, here's the thing. I wanted to call it the Cirque de Luna. And I wanted to make sort of a purgatory for undead. It's like all the all the gods in the pantheon got together and say, okay, we're going to send the dead out to do things for the living. Especially the worse the crime, the more they have to do. And one of the things is a circus. And after a while, the performers who are undead, they, you know, after so much servitude in the circus, they get to go on to the afterlife. But they have to do this. I can't remember the name of that show where the girl was dead and she had to actually, you know, collect souls before she could go to heaven. I can't remember the name of the show, but it's sort of similar to that, only in a D&D twist. You don't have to make it, you know, circus performers. You can make it theater performers. You can make it some other thing that would either entertain or help the living. They have to help the living. And you can either make those PCs or you can make this a recurring thing in your game. You know, every once in a while, you run into the Cirque de Luna. You may even know a few of them. And they, you know, there's all kinds of undead in there. There's zombies, there's ghouls, there's vampires. There, like the vampire, you know, the vampire, it would be like a vampire ringmaster or something like that. And what's hard about the 
the undead who can think is the fact that they know what's going on. They know. I mean, things like the mindless undead, they're just like, they're doing it because they don't know they're doing it and everyone's, and someday, boom, I'm somewhere else, you know, in the happy hunting grounds or whatever. But the, the undead know what's happening here. And, you know, they, they are envious of their brethren who wander the countryside and cause havoc, like, you know, <laughs> and, oh, that lucky Dracula! He gets to he gets to have his own castle and stuff like that. Now uh, the the God I was following, I have to do this, and then I'm going to end up going on to my beyond. And they may be a little resentful or something like that, or maybe they're actually trying to atone, but they have this bloodlust they have to satiate because the God the gods did not do anything to them other than saying you're going to do this until we say you can come in. So there you have undead performers in a circus atmosphere, a theater atmosphere, uh anything, county fairs, you know, that happen that you can have them there. Jugglers, high wire acts, Animal handle. I don't know about animals. Well, maybe they're handling things like undead animals or nightmares or something like that. Or, but because most animals would like, you know, <clears throat> shy away from them. But there's a few ideas for using undead-like stuff, and you guys can go ahead and take those. I'm gonna. I may use these in the in the future. I'm not running any any D and D or anything right now. I'm playing, but I'll be I'll be running gangbusters and stuff for. You know, play test, but I just want to, you know, I just want to get those out there so they can be useful. So, all right, I'm going to go start my day. So, if you guys got any ideas, you want to talk to me about this, oldmangrognergmail.com. You can get a hold of me or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. And once again, we are monetized. So, as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help me out. And I thank you. Thank you again, Jonathan Oliver Gilbert, Mark. Juan Carlos and Daniel for supporting me. You guys are great. Don't forget Mark C. Wallring's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear, of course. And so until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. <laughs>